0: What if you could ask us anything? What would you ask? What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And type in the betrayed the addicted and the expert and you'll find us there or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to patreon there's next level tools and resources there so we hope to see you over there now let's get on with the show
1: we are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal trauma or addiction hi i'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed
0: i'm kobe the once addicted and i'm brandon the expert now why am i an expert because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade.
1: All right. Our review this week from one of our loyal listeners is called Relapse Prevention. It says, Great discussion suggesting tools to aid in preventing relapse. Practical, helpful, and simple to implement. Love hearing that. That's
2: rad.
0: Awesome. I, I like it, and I think we can get into more depth, and I think we're overdue for a, a ton more tools um, to give you guys, for relapse prevention. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll get more into that. So. Love
2: it. Okay, so today's going to be a little bit different kind of an episode. Uh, we do, um, we're going to do a Q&A, but this is a Q&A. This is a sample of what we do on our Patreon site. You go to patreon.com, you search Betrayed Addicted Expert, and you'll find our page there. And we do a monthly Q&A. We also do weekly videos. We have an intimate access uh, uh, level on that site where you get live Q&A's from each of us every month. So um, want you guys just to see what this is like, and again, remember um, over on Patreon, you can submit questions and have them answered.
0: Ten bucks a month. That's it. Uh, At that tier, you can do this.
2: Okay. So here's the first question. How can I, as the betrayed, also grow from his relapses rather than fall back into a place of no trust and lacking safety? Is there anything I can do to lessen the negative impact of each deception and relapse? Or do I wait for him to embrace honesty fully?
0: Um, That is an excellent question. I love it. Really good question. Um, Well, I love the place it's coming from which is
2: sounds pretty grounded, right? Well,
0: it's just, you know, when he relapses, it's, it's not, you know, how can I, how can I be more, um, kind of in my fear cycle? It's mm-hmm. how can I, how can I move forward? How can I learn? How can I grow? And I always say, um, relapse is, it's an opportunity for growth and, and you want maximum return out of relapse. What I mean by that is you want to learn as much as you possibly can so that you can grow so that you can move forward. And And I think the same thing applies for the betrayed when he relapses or when the addict relapses. Um, so what you want to look at is how well are you doing at being grounded, at being authentic, at being boundaryed, at using your tools in those moments when he relapses. And 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 you, you're able to step into those things and practice those things and refine those things when that happens. Um, so it is an opportunity for growth. Um, how well are you doing at surrender? How well are you doing at self-care? How well are you doing at um, being honest with what you need and where you're at after his relapse. So check those things out and that will help you move forward. It, what it won't do is take away the, the pain of it. It's still painful. Um, and, and if you're feeling pain, it doesn't mean that you're not working recovery. Right, and right? I
1: think that's for me what, what's confusing is I, I knew that it hurt but I thought I'd, it wasn't supposed to hurt. If I was working recovery, it won't hurt. N- no. No. It's still going to hurt. Yeah. And I have to accept that it hurts and it's painful. However, I can choose to show up different.
0: So then what do you do with that hurt to be able to move forward instead of stay stuck back in, oh, my gosh, we're back to square one. Right. Right.
2: All right. The next question is um, my wife. Uh, I've been in recovery for many years with uh, with good and bad seasons. My wife has not done her own work. And with each relapse, she pulls further and further away. They've been separated for six months. And really the question is, do we, we, and we have little kids, do we divorce because she's not willing to do her own work and she creates distance each time or she moves farther and farther away from me? Or do I just continue to work on myself and just see what happens even though she refuses to uh, do her own work?
0: Um, so the answer to that one is I don't have an answer and let me explain why. Um, if you're going to divorce your spouse, I believe that that answer comes between you and God. Um, you need to do it from a place of, of your, of your, your gut and your intuition saying, I have peace about moving forward in this way. Um, don't divorce your spouse from a victim standpoint of she's horrible and so therefore, I have to leave her, but divorce her from a place of, of power. And what that means is I want to fight for love. I want to fight for my own self-worth. And I realize that this relationship is toxic. And maybe the only way for me to move forward is that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know the whole story here. And what I might counsel is to take a step back and really focus on yourself and get as healthy as you possibly can can get um, before you do walk away so
1: it sounds like this person is wanting what he sees maybe mm-hmm. in others who are walking through that path of I want something more with my life right. and I'm sure he can see that in his wife like there is something better than how you're living right now and so as much as it can sound a little bit like She's not doing the work. I, I do believe there's there's love behind that. Like, come on, we could have something better. Yeah. This isn't all there
0: is. Right. You can't force her. Right. And, and you can never force your spouse into fighting for you and loving you and fighting for recovery. However, um, you can influence them. And the way you influence them isn't by force. It's not by pressure. It's not by passive-aggressive manipulation. Um, it's by like resonating in the energies of peace and love. And it's by example. So if you show up grounded and centered and loving yourself and all of, all of the good things, right? Then you're, you're going to have a stand a much better chance at her feeling that from you and wanting to step into that.
2: I think you'll be surprised at how much more you can grow if you let go of her own recovery. Okay. The next question is, um, would you please address how the addict and the betrayed can recover when the betrayed continues to manipulate push emotional buttons and try and play the victim role around other people? That sounds like a really loaded uh, question. <laughs> I, I think this is a question I would have asked when <laughs> I was in douche mode. If I'm being really well, honest with you, I never, and this, did is, this never is, did with around all around
1: other people, but I, I wanted to under my breath, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but h- hang on, hang on, Kobe. So, um, I, I appreciate that you picked up on that mm-hmm. victim role that that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what he's saying is is maybe true, right? Because may- he does
2: it is around other people. He's not saying around me; he's saying around other people. Well,
0: maybe she, maybe she's angry. Maybe she wants to drive the knife in, right? She she wants to dig in and, and show him how horrible he is, and may, maybe that's true. Okay, um, now now the the douche mode you're picking up on or the victim role that he's in is what he's doing with that is he's going to this place of blame. He's seeing her as a, as a bad person who's a monster who's out to get him and maybe she is, but he can still change his perception of her. If, if he can get underneath and see why she's doing what she's doing, hold her pain, understand her struggle, um, then you won't be in so much resentment and in such a place of victim of her. Okay, kay. so
1: what does that look like, Brennan? So it, does that require setting some boundaries? Or does it, how does he show up in those moments in front of other so people? So it
0: absolutely requires have him being boundaried enough to say, okay, I'm not going to take on her emotionally abusing me or, or making fun of me in front of others. That won't work for me. But what I can hold and what I can be okay with is that you are hurt by the things that I've done um, you're in a lot of pain. You're in a lot of fear. It's coming out as anger. I, all of that stuff I can tolerate and I can validate and I can be okay with because, because I, s- I see you as a human. I don't see you as, as this person who's out to just destroy me. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and when I see stories like this, I think of me, and I just wanted to be heard. And when I wasn't feeling heard, I would just repeat,
0: repeat, get angry. And yeah.
1: And so something's there, right? She's not feeling her pain heard.
2: Right. Okay. Next question. On a recent podcast, you mentioned the need to let go and stop controlling. Is it normal to control for a time and white knuckle through the first part of recovery? Every time I have let go, something has happened. How can I overcome this?
0: Um, So, um, is that coming from... That's coming
2: from the betrayed. From the betrayed. Yeah, exactly. She's saying, or she or he is saying, every time I let go, something has happened. So, how can I overcome this whole idea of it's, it's, uh, you know...
1: Something's happened with her spouse or with her, do you know? Is
2: it normal to control for a time and white knuckle... Through the first part of recovery every time i've let go something has happened how can i overcome so this? we just
0: did a full episode on this we recorded it this morning um it, it would be perfect for the, the yeah, answer we, we have 30 minutes answering that question it's
1: called should my spouse oversee my recovery
0: yeah and so the it, and what we said in there is it's absolutely normal to want to control um and you you are absolutely vulnerable if you step away and you don't control Um, but I think what you need to look at, there's a next step to it, which is step away. Um, get out of that fear cycle. Don't control. But if he continually keeps relapsing when you're not controlling his sobriety, I'll say, um, then you, what, what then is in your truth, then what are you going to do about it for your own self-care? Um, instead of just sit back and say, well, it's just, it's just what he's going to do. It's how it is. You know, at some point, where do you say my boundary is I need a partner who can manage themselves. And, and if you can't do that, then then what do I need to do? And and you need to look at that. Okay, and and that could be a hard reality to get to, to to move forward, to deal with.
2: Okay. All right. The next question is: uh, This couple has been in recovery uh, for about a year, although they were separated for a year. The last six months, they've been back together. They're both simultaneously working recovery and doing a lot of a, a lot of recovery efforts. Um, there is, um, and and they're and they're living back together again. The last six months. The question is: Will I ever be able to physic, uh, to Will I ever be able to, to be physically intimate again? I feel very connected to him emotionally, yet still fear the vulnerability of physical intimacy.
0: Yeah. So um, this is so common, and um, uh, it's it's complex. Um, that question. That there could be a lot of different things to it. I would recommend some some EMDR uh, trauma work. it sounds like there's some trust and safety being built so the foundation of the relationship starting to come back which is excellent that has to be there but if there's still a block if there's still I can't be that vulnerable with you physically then you're you're having some kind of trauma response that's saying oh my gosh I just can't do that and EMDR will help you release that and let it go Um, I've done EMDR with women about this exact thing. And it's been amazing how they've come back and been like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I can just engage now sexually and intimately with him. And and so um, I'd suggest EMDR. I'd s- suggest trauma work. Um, I would try to find the fear, uh, find the pain, and process it through and, and process it out as much as possible.
2: That's
1: awesome. I'm just going to, yes, yeah. yes, because <laughs> that's exactly what I did.
0: Yeah. And in the meantime, he and you are working extremely hard to just solidify that foundation, to make sure there's trust and there's safety and you're not going to get blindsided again.
1: Can I also just add one quick thing? Um, Something that I'm I'm a fan of, I don't know how, whatever, but I like to give hope and love to myself and to my spouse by saying, I want this. I want to be there for you. I want to be intimate, and I'm I'm wanting to work on it. I'm willing right. to work on it. I'm not there yet. Yes, because it gives hope. It's not. I'm just shutting down, and Ye- it's always going to be this way. But
0: I think that's that's awesome. That's an awesome
2: vulnerable statement too.
0: Well, and and it's it's helpful in the relationship because when the intimacy is like not, I, I don't like. Like replacing sex with intimacy yeah. because they're different. Um, but when when sexual intimacy um, is not there, it can feel hopeless. It can feel like it's going to last forever. Yeah. And is this what recovery is. I yes. Don't want this. And it's it's helpful for for the partner who's struggling to say, I'm not okay with this either, and I am going to work toward us having consistent, healthy connection in in all ways.
2: Okay. Next question. This is specifically for Kobe. Do you think that your pornography addiction led to your affairs, or do you think they were independent of that? Wondering if affairs happen to act out the porn desires, or if they are based on emotional or other needs. Uh, for me specifically, they were based on emotional. Um, they were based on emotional needs. Um, I've got anxious, avoidant attachment, and. That was a big reason. I'm going to push you away, but I want you. I'm going to push you away, but I want you. Um, and was it possi- is it possible that porn influences the idea of the affair? Yeah, I'd like it totally does for sure. Um, but uh, I think it's probably a combination.
0: Yes and yes. <laughs> uh, it happens both ways. Um, definitely porn addiction leads to infidelity and... Um, but sometimes affairs happen um, that aren't driven from porn addiction. Uh, and so both exist. Um, so, yeah.
2: Okay. Next question. A year in good recovery, the betrayed still wants details, frequency, and timing of acting out instances. This sends the addict into shame attack and gets angry. Um, shuts down, and verbally attacks the betrayed, does this indicate he's not ready to wade into these details? Will his recovery benefit from honesty at this level? Should the betrayed try to move on without getting these questions answered?
1: Sounds like she's wanting a disclosure, or she's wanting details. She's wanting
2: details. She's wanting frequency. She's wanting timing of of um, each time they act so, out. So,
0: so this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a couple that um, resonates in fear with each other. So, um, it, you know, it, the, the relationship is, is starting to, or is, you know, based on fear. They come together and she wants the details of what's going on, To, and then he feels fear around um, what he is supposed to disclose or how he's gonna get in trouble if he doesn't. And, and so then he gets upset and he, he turns the tables and they fight and they're just in fear. And so the answer first and foremost is for, for one person in that relationship to show up in, in some strength and in some confidence in in that moment and to, and to have some boundaries that fears leading to this codependent behavior where they're, they're not maintaining themselves in that relationship. So what does that look like? Um, if she comes and she says, I want to know every beautiful girl you saw today, what, what's a good answer for that? He could say, you, you want a healthy, horrible person. Why do you act this way? Not a good answer, right? Yeah. He could say, okay, let me tell you everything. Let me tell you every last thing that I possibly can because I want to be a good husband and I want to show you that I'm good. And then I hate your guts because I have to tell you everything that I ever do. Okay. Is that healthy? No. Okay. So what is,
2: um, I would suggest, I mean the, 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 the question literally says the trade still wants details, frequency and timing of acting out. So um, I would say that just disclosing um, a relapse is is important. And the details of are not important. Um, trust is broken. And when there is all these details that are added to the trust being broken, then that exasperates fear. And really what we're after is was trust broke. So, so,
0: so let me, let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Okay. So, so what you're saying is I don't have to disclose everything. I don't have to be Here's totally transparent and open.
1: Here's where I look at it. And I say, not with your spouse. It should be with a sponsor. You should so, be learning so I want to keep
0: playing devil's <laughs> advocate. Are you kidding me, Ashlyn? So you're saying that I, I don't have to be open with my spouse. Like I don't have to be that transparent with them. I know I'm being annoying. I know you are. No, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No,
2: <laughs> no. The, the the details will serve no one in this in, in the ability to learn okay. from. Okay, well, I jobs. guess what
0: we need to what we need to define or really look at is what needs to be present in that relationship. Yeah. So what what the partners need is a trust uh, about certain things that look. You're going to be honest with me if you break certain boundaries um so i trust that i believe that you know if if you go cheat on me if you look at pornography if you do these things i know that you'll come to me and you'll tell me that um so again i do agree with you guys um I don't need you to come to tell me the exact website that you went to or what that girl looked like that I lusted after. I don't need that, but I need to know if I'm going to be hurt and, and I need you to own that without me digging and me, me uh, trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. The
1: details I think is where, um, the betrayed often gets stuck and it becomes, all redheads are evil because right. my spouse lusted after redheads instead of, I don't need to know the details. Right. I just know he made a choice so, for me. Okay.
0: Let's say this might be a triggering one, which will work. Um, uh, tell me what one of my friends you're really attracted oh, to. no. Don't <laughs> do that. So, so tell me. T- I know you're attracted to one of them. Tell me what's a good response from him hmm. I know you are and let's say he acts a little bit like uh, like and she can feel that it he sounds like that he that is.
2: sounds like that you're scared and triggered and worried that
0: oh don't give me your therapy you <laughs> whatever
2: <laughs> it, no but it, it does sound like that you're worried that when we're with we're together with friends that you're concerned that I'm Let's lusting see. that I'm lost I'm not present in the moment I'm thinking of I see else your, I, I see your
0: eyes and I I think I know who you're attracted to I just want to hear you say it yeah
2: so the idea <laughs> with this is is I can be present and I can be in the moment and I can be there and I can notice people with striking features and not go to lust it's healthy to, to do that and that's what I'm really focused on
0: okay so tell me who it is <laughs> Is it Sarah? Is it Jessica? Is it... Tell me who it is. Listen,
2: none of that will serve us right now. I know you don't like to hear that, but I can speak my truth to you. I can speak my truth to you, and you might not like it, but I'm okay with you not liking it because this is my truth. You can accept it or not.
0: Okay, boom. So so now this is uncomfortable. If, for, for it to end right there is uncomfortable, but you just did something really important, Kobe. And what you did is you said, I'm okay with you being uncomfortable. And, and for me... I know, I, I for me, I know that if I if I get into the muck here with you, if I tell you, you know, that yeah, I notice Sarah's striking features or whatever, that every time we're with Sarah, it's gonna like not be good for you. So you need to trust me that if I do something inappropriate and I break certain boundaries, I'm gonna tell you. But I haven't done that. And so right now it's best if if you just know that, yeah. I, I am attracted to some people, um, but I'm also managing that in my recovery, like legitly, like I really am. Um, so so that's your boundary, right? You value autonomy and trust in the relationship. And that's where you're coming from, mm-hmm. Kobe, when you say something like that. Yeah. So that that's your boundary showing up instead of getting stuck in the fear cycle with her, mm-hmm. right? So
1: Here's my reminder also on top of all that greatness brandon is that i really had a lot of blame towards kobe for seeing other people as beautiful Uh and it goes back like it should just be me and i wasn't honest with myself in saying i actually find other people attractive too right and so when i got real with that it helped me humanize myself right and also kobe
0: yeah thor thor um, thor has proven that (laughs) i agree even even women are attracted to other people other than their husbands right exactly
2: (laughs) and and i'm the guy who's always like ashlyn look at that guy's shoulders this is true look at his chest look at the v in his back like check out his lats look at his arms like i'm the first guy to say that because i can see another person's striking features or physique and say wow
0: that's now hopefully if she's looking at three hours of Thor pornography all day that when he comes when when he comes home she's like i need to tell you something right like this is affecting us and i need to tell you indeed for Sure. sure so okay
2: okay everybody that was a little taste of what we do on our patreon site we do a monthly q a questions are submitted you can enjoy and embrace your anonymity and uh but you also get a chance to have weekly videos from each of us that are based upon the coaching and the therapy that's done between the three of us. And it's a, it's a great opportunity to interact with us, to interact with other people who are like-minded, who just simply want to move forward. So again, thanks for listening. And uh, you can go over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and you can search Betrayed Addicted Expert, and that's where you can find us.